Hello, and welcome back to K-Day's Comments. I'm your host, K-Day, and I hope all my listeners are having a great day and doing as well as they can be. This episode covers the two readings we had from our dance history class this week, which are African Dance, Divine Motion from the Dance Experience, and Performing Trauma, The Ghosts of Slavery in Yoruba Music and Ritual Dance. These two uh, were very beautiful readings because they required you to put on a different lens and they helped to broaden my own perspective, which I love and appreciate very much. Um, Even the very first page of the African Dance Divine Motion reading was extremely well established and eloquently said. Now I'm going to begin talking about some of the main points from the article that stuck out to me or made me question myself in the world we live in. The first paragraph was discussing how the best way to get rid of cultural biases is to authentically experience another culture and try to step into their shoes and really feel what it's like to be a foreigner, which I think is a very powerful thing. Um, Personally, I've been to a few different countries. I've been to um, Scotland, England, Ireland, Italy, um, and it really has a way of altering your perspective, like, immediately, (laughs) and that's why they call it, I think, culture shock, Um, because it's very abrupt change, but it's really eye-opening. But it did make me wonder um, if one were to enter into another society and wanted to learn Um, Their heritage and dances, would that be appropriate or allowed? Is it disrespectful to the people of that nation or culture or community to engage in some of those daily activities and rituals? Um, It just feels a bit intrusive. And obviously you should only go and do that if you are invited or have received consent from the community. That was just something that was kind of running through my mind. A quote that really struck me was... Movement is the vehicle through which the divine nature in each person can be expressed. This really resonated with me because the idea of this statement is just very profound and beautiful, yet it's such a concise way of saying something so deep, which I am very envious of because I do not have that ability yet to be concise. I'm more of just a word vomiter. (laughs) Um... And it made me think also, like, what do you think our modern society would be like if everyone believed this statement? Like, what would our world look like if we all just believed that movement could express this divine nature within ourselves? And if we would feel released from some of the burdens that we carry through life? And yeah, Um, it also made me question what are the different roles that the arts can play in society? And the next point um, was about the study of African dance and how it serves as an opportunity to let go of safe and familiar uh, notions, perceptions, and preferences. And it talked about an act of surrender that allows flow into new shapes and rhythms and levels of understanding, which I thought was also very beautiful. Um, Yeah, and... We also talked about human body and how it is a combination of the spirit and emotion and motion itself. And we talked about in class how African dances are felt more so in the soul um, and Western styles are more for entertainment, which can seem fairly artificial. Um, Another quote that stuck out to me was that rhythm and motion reside in a symbiotic relationship. 
This was something I observed in the video of the bata dance we watched in class. Um, the intricate rhythms the drummers were playing caused an immediate reaction in the bodies of the dancers, and they were both in perfect sync because everyone felt the music within their body, which is very, very cool to me. Um, and I wish that was something that everyone had access to, but sometimes it's natural and sometimes you just have to learn it. Um, and there was a portion of the reading that talked about repetition and from Maya's a West African class that she taught at the university, she's, she's always said that repetition is the mother study and that it's so, so important. And the reading compared it to a ladder, which I thought was a very lovely visualization because um, even though each rung looks the same, you're seeing a new perspective each time you climb up and you just become higher and higher. And that helped me to grasp the idea a lot better. Something I did not know, but was not surprising, was that Elvis Presley got his signature hip move from a black dancer named Earl Snake Hips Tucker, which really made me sad <laughs> that that was something I was unaware of. And it just makes me think of how many other facts like that I'm ignorant to. And I wish our education system would do a better job of teaching us the truth about our history instead of a whitewashed version. But you know, there's a teeny tiny small glimmer of hope and I think we are slowly but surely heading for change and progress. Okay, now I'm going to switch it on over to the next reading, which was Performing Trauma, The Ghosts of Slavery in Yoruba Music and Ritual Dance. The first part that stuck out to me was when they mentioned that Yoruba rituals and festivals embody things sacred to the, uh, to the community and they capture present, past, and future historical narratives, and how they interact with one another. And this just kind of displays the fact that everything is interconnected and all-encompassing in the grand scheme of things, which is truly amazing and humbling <laughs> to, to think about. Um, it also mentioned that, um, that this reading provides avenues for discussing and revealing historical narratives heard only in private circles. Um, and it was interesting to read that the uh, ritual dancer and singer has the license to reveal private memories publicly so that they have the ability to share their way of life to the world. And I think that is very powerful and it takes courage to share something so personal and sacred to you. And I, you know, am very gracious that we are even able to read and watch videos about this information and the ritual practices. Uh, another portion that I really enjoyed was the Catherine Bestman and Francesca Del Delich. Sorry for butchering that. Um, they revealed how the heritage of slavery um, is depicted in ritual dances, and the works that they created, as well as many, many others, extend the study of cultural memory beyond written practices and investigate how they are transmitted. And I think this is an absolutely valid method of passing down important history, and it should not be questioned or seen as illegitimate way of gathering and recording information. Um, another point was that warfare led to huge population redistribution. The number of people affected by warfare is unknown, making it hard at this stage to test simulations and to find answers about the impact of the slave trade because there is scarce population data on Yoruba land during that period. 
Um, so that kind of made me wonder about how did the inevitable culture clash affect these societies or groups of diverse people? Was there a swapping of information and traditions that happened? Um, or did things eventually mesh and become something else? So yeah, those are just kind of some questions that were running through my mind. Um, and remembering the atrocities of slavery and making sense of their past sufferings um, through popular memory um, and stories and experiences that they embody through song and dance um, is something that's like, ah, sorry, I'm trying to figure out my words. Um, but the performance serves as a therapeutic uh, kind of purpose. It reduces trauma into something fun and filled with laughter um, and tears of, you know, joy and sadness. But um, this is one of the most important things, um, I think, about the rituals itself because um, they serve as a way of healing and to make peace with their past trauma. And I think that just makes it all the more powerful and, and beautiful. I really appreciated how they would go through the different historical narratives of warfare and slavery, and then show us the songs that would go with it um, and have it already translated so we can understand the important messages and meanings. Um, the songs and the art of singing also embody the act of not keeping quiet and a defiance of the slavers. Um, and I thought that that was really also a very powerful thing um, and shows that, you know, you can rise up against any sort of situation um, and somehow find a positive out of the negative. Um, and this reading especially really encompasses how many African cultures there are because this was just a small part of Nigeria, which in itself is a very small part of Africa. So it's just, it's crazy to think about how much culture there is and how different it all can be. Um, yeah, some of the common threads I kind of found between these two readings were mainly that there was complete validity in oral traditions and ritual practices and dances um, provide continuity between the world of their ancestors and the world of the living. Um, and I will leave you with that to think about. I hope y'all enjoyed listening and stay tuned for episode number two. Peace.